0: Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dagger. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. We're almost there. We're almost there to the end of the week and we're almost there to the first round matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Uh first ever meeting between these two teams in the playoffs. So super you know, I think I call it this. I think I like to say maybe I had a little bit of a hand in kind of teasing this at the beginning of the season, because I think even in the off season I discussed how it was about time these two teams really took their in-state rivalry, if you even wanted to call it that at that point in time, to another level. Well, guess what? On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, uh, me and Armando valise of Locked On Panthers got together to do a little two-part crossover. A uh, little word of warning. It's going to be a little bit longer than usual, but uh, if that's the joy of podcasts. You could stop, go back to it, stop, go back to it so you don't have to listen to it straight through. And before we get into that, let's talk about today's presenting sponsor, and that is Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app and join me throughout this whole entire playoff run uh, day, night, evening. Morning. Who knows? I mean, you'll know when you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning. uh, We'll be notifying you when the rooms are live. Come in. uh, Listen to me talk about Lightning hockey, but live. And you guys could even join in on the fun and we could talk. I'll let you guys in, get what you have to say about the Lightning. Whatever that. We could, you know, go back and forth. Uh, So Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And we'll talk about them in a little later on. But since this one is running a little longer, uh, without further ado, here's me and Armando's crossover. The Panthers have just, it's been a weird season. Um, I guess obviously not for a Panthers fan, but more so for someone from the outside looking in. Uh, Looking at this team kind of develop from what they were a couple years ago into now probably, in my opinion, from what I've seen firsthand uh, one of the top teams in the league and it's funny um, I don't think a lot of people saw this ha- happening this year with this team and and it's funny the, the one person that actually was the first to tell me don't sleep on the Florida Panthers was uh, lightning color commentator Dave Randorf. if I had him on the show a little while back I want to say maybe about the second week of the season and we were just discussing a little mini recap of what was going on uh, after the Lightning just destroyed the Blackhawks. And I think the rest of the, the division was destroying the Blackhawks as well. And the one thing that really stuck out to me and clearly, you know, has stuck out to me since is Dave said, Listen, don't sleep on the Panthers. This team is a lot better than people give them credit to. And literally immediately, the Panthers, I, I believe, I think our two teams actually played each other uh, later that week. And the Panthers just, I, It was a lopsided game, but on the ice, it could have easily been an 8 nothing game. And I feel like that's kind of what happens when these two teams face each other is that it's, you know, the Lightning have a lot of things working in their face against them. With Stamkos being out and Kucherov being out and just kind of them having to continuously rely on guys like Hedman and Vazleski. And um, so basically what the, the question I'm trying to ask you is, What has been the biggest surprise with this team? I know you're this year. You know you want to you want to say maybe just the style of player, but is it maybe just the fact that they finished in the top three, or do you think it's maybe a certain player that's been really making the difference that has really been surprising you?
1: I do want to say a specific player, but every single time that either player's gone down or someone is scratched, there's always been someone to step up so it's really hard to point to one specific person but the biggest surprise of all of this is how well the new pieces have come together and played well together under this new front office with Bill Zito from the Columbus Blue Jackets pairing up with Coach Q and something I haven't said on the show in a while is something I really believe in sports is if you fire the GM you have to fire the coach but coach q is the one of the exceptions not the rule yeah so you just you just don't fire dale Talon and then just fire coach q after just one season so that was never going to be a possibility in the first place so with bill zito coming in with dale Talon's contract expiring last season you know it ran its course so with bill zito coming into the picture getting familiar faces like uh Alex Weinberg, Marcus Nutavara, and Anthony Duclair. You know, you know, Marcus Nutavara didn't really play much in the beginning of the season, but has been playing lately in the third defensive pairs, and he's, he's played quite well. Alex Weinberg was brought in to be part of the penalty kill, mostly, and start as the second-line center, and eventually after acquiring Sam Bennett from the Calgary Flames, he has been playing so well, shifting down to – the third line and has a career high in goals after being bought out by the Columbus blue jackets after two, not so good seasons there. So it, it seems as if Florida, at least this season and hopefully beyond this is the place for players to revive their career because Gustav Forsling was a player that was picked up off, off of waivers from the Chicago Blackhawks. And now he's in the first line of defense after Aaron Eckblad fractured his leg on March 28th against Dallas. So, you know, when it comes to adversity, the Panthers faced a little bit of adversity in mid-March when Barkoff went down in warmups against the Chicago Blackhawks right before they were about to take the ice. And then they lose three straight after that. So in the middle of that Eckblad, fractures his leg barcock comes back on april 4th i believe wins a few and then loses um, three straight games but they haven't had a more than a three-game losing streak this season so the even when a little bit of adversity has hit with this team the florida panthers have been able to weather storms
0: yeah and and i have to agree and even in these lightning games that you guys have played um, the thing that has really stuck out to me and has really impressed me with you guys is obviously, you know, which we'll get into in just a little bit, your ability to continuously skate and pretty almost set the pace with, you know, with this lightning team, who is one of the best skating teams in the league. Um, And I'm not even saying that because I'm the host of locked on lightning. I'm saying that because it's just a known fact, Um it's just how well you guys weather the storm. And in in some of the games that I've seen you guys play other teams in the division, what has really stuck out to me was the fact, yeah, that you guys are just, you know, you're a young talented team, but the fact that you're able to weather the storm, whether it's a team trying to make a run at some point in the game or trying to shift the ice in their favor, or it could be something as them, you know, playing from behind, which really let's face it, we haven't seen many times this season, so that is something that's really impressed me about this team. Now, I just got done, and you just got done talking about you know all the things um, that this team does well, uh, and and obviously you being the inside guy, what is something that maybe the Panthers do not do well, the Achilles heel, you know, in, in these last couple of games that they've played my Lightning, you guys don't really have a lot of weaknesses, um, and if you do, it's almost correct it within an instance um but from you know you being able to watch this team 56 times this year what is something that you've really picked up on that has really been a consistent issue for this team and could potentially come up in this upcoming series
1: well at, when air blood went down on march 28th the power play went a little bit stale and the Florida Panthers were trying to find their groove. They went on a little bit of a run in the second to last week of the season on the power play percentage, but still, it's it's still a little bit worrisome. They're ranked 15th in the league in power play percentage with 20.5. So that is without Ekblad, who was at the time of his injury, he was tied with he was leading, excuse me, all NHL defensemen in power play goals at the time. So he was really, he was, it was so one thing that we saw a lot was the one timer from Aaron Ekblad from the left faceoff circle, the goalie's right. And that's one thing we saw a lot. And Aaron Ekblad was such a big difference maker. And the major Achilles heel is Keith Yandel. That is one of the biggest Achilles heels on this team. He's running power play one because he's considered the quarterback on the power play. There's a lot of turnovers that Keith Yandel commits when it's really high near the point. And the Florida Panthers, there are times where a shorty goes to the other side and also even resetting as well. That's another thing that happens because Keith Yandel just reaches out with the stick and doesn't get far enough and it tips out of the zone and That is valuable. That is like at least 10 seconds of power play time to get everybody back and to either dish it in. And that's a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Braden Point had a shorthanded goal this year against the Florida Panthers in one of the early games, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. But there was, there's a time, there's, with this power play unit, it's a little bit uh, of a concern. And with Keith Yandel's play, who's been most, Mostly between the second and third defensive parents. He's a team worst in plus minus with a minus eight. And they're playing, and this is something that David Dwork of WPLG Local 10 in South Florida said. I'm, I'm still in his quote here is the Florida Panthers are playing well in spite of Keith Yano, not because of him, but in spite of him. And they say, you know, you're just as good as your worst player. And in, in Let's be real. The reason why he's still playing is because there's a there's a game streak, which is now at 922 for Keith Yandel. So just I think about 40 ish games off of Doug Jarvis and Patrick Marlowe is right behind him. So even if he passes Doug Jarvis, I don't see Keith Yandel being a healthy scratch even after that, because Marlowe is like right behind him.
0: And we're going to take a little break in the show just to talk about a couple of today's sponsors. First of all, being our presenting sponsor, we'll talk a little more about them. And that is Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download. And once you're in, you could talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting Locker Rooms for Locked On Lightning, Uh In the future, you know, as to the time and date, just go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at LO underscore lightning. Keep you updated on all the times and days uh, as to which we will be doing this as the lightning make their push to become the first champs to repeat since the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, You could finally join in on the conversation as you listen to me here every day as well just you know follow in on the show as well i'll be giving updates there so go download the free locker room app now currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link to your twitter and join the nfl mlb nhl groups whatever groups there's groups for everything on there for the latest league updates follow me at you know the the locked on lightning in uh locker room um locker room profile uh, to be notified when the room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on to be live uh, throughout this whole whole entire playoff stretch. So don't, you definitely do not want to miss it. I can't wait to hear from everybody's thoughts on the lightning. So see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. And let's talk about another one of today's sponsors. And that is Built Bar. If you've been listening to the show for a while, Built Bar, you already know, is the best tasting protein bar in, in the world. And if you haven't, been listening to us for a little bit and if you're just a new listener well guess what did you know that bill bar has nine delicious flavors plus some that are only limited time uh if you don't know bill bar flavors well you're missing out they got coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and salted caramel so there's something for everyone so go ahead to billbar.com right now use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order that's promo code locked15 for 15% off at billbar.com Yeah um so you think you know i i, I mean how, <laughs> the this team i i even you saying all that and and saying you know Yandel's probably one of the key factors i mean you look at this team top to bottom and even throwing Yandel into that mix just from, you know, from what I've seen. And maybe this is just the fact that we've just came refreshed off of two regular season games with, with each other. And maybe that's why I have kind of like this look of what your team is. But um, the, the one situation that really gives me a lot of trouble wrapping my head around in terms of how deep this team is, is your goaltender situation. And, and you would have figured when the deal was made a couple of years ago, and the Florida Panthers signed Sergei Bobrovsky, that he was going to be the guy like for probably 90% of the season is what you see with the, the Tampa Bay lightning and Andre Vasilevsky. But this other guy that you guys have a net Drejer, who has been Chris Drejer, has just been incredible. Um, you know, early on in the season when the lightning were kind of struggling already and you had the Panthers coming up on the, on the schedule. uh, uh, I believe we had an early, I think we had an early back-to-back if I'm not mistaken against each other early on in the season at one point. It was a three
1: game series, two in Florida, one in Tampa Bay.
0: Right. So, you know, lightning fans were kind of chomping at the bits. Okay. You know, we're going to get at least Dreger for one of those games. And I believe he won that game as well. And he won it in spectacular fashion, basically stifling one of the best offenses in the league. And, you know i i like to try and you know talk up the lightning in terms of them being the top offense regardless of their two-star players you know missing significant time um so what is what are what are your expectations you know early on in terms of how things are going to shape up for this team do you think coach q is going to end up maybe changing some things around going to this playoff series or is it just going to be business as usual
1: when you have an experience like coach Q has from his time in Chicago, I think he's just going to be himself and he's just going to go with his gut. And he's, he sees these guys in practice, how they, how they perform, how they're, they hustle, how much effort they make. And that's gonna, that's gonna carry over games. Of course, game speed is not, is different then of course practice, but he's going to see that. And of course, uh, Sam Bennett was held out of practice today, but he's mm-hmm. ex- still expected to play in Game One, which is nothing official as of right now, as of this recording at six seventeen p.m. on a Wednesday night, and the Game One is unofficially set for Sunday. So Sam Bennett, is, is nothing is. Nothing is official on whether he will be out, so I'm expecting Bennett to play. So mostly the changes that he's going to make is going to be probably maybe on the fourth line, putting either Nikita Gusev there. Mm-hmm. Um, of I expect nola Nolachari to center the fourth line. You could put a uh, Grigory Denisenko, who's a first round pick, made his NHL debut this year. Year he got and Alexei Heponiemi as well. You could interchange any of those. The I don't expect much of the top six to change as of right now, because Mm -hmm. even though Carter Hagee was injured for for a little bit for a few weeks during the last week of the season, coach Q put that exact first line in the final few games that he did in the very beginning of the season. And for a little bit Duclair was on the second line and he was on a tear and he went back to the first line and his tear continued. His play
0: didn't drop off just because he had different line mates. Yeah, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring a former Lightning player, Carter Verhage. Uh How much of a surprise was that? I mean, he didn't play a whole ton last season. He only had kind of a little bit here and there during the playoff run as well as during the regular season. Um, But man, this is what every Lightning fan hoped eventually to have going on for them. And you guys really, really did a great job scooping him up uh, in free agency. Uh, what has that been like for you? Are you guys kind of trying to, you know are you, are you looking at this as like looking at lightning fans like listen you know your your thrown away garbage is our uh, you know is our treasure kind of thing or is this kind of like well we found a diamond in the rough and we got uh, kind of you know lucky in this situation I would have to imagine you know with with things kind of heating up in this rivalry and I stated at the beginning of the season on my earlier pods that I would have loved to have seen you know this in-state rivalry kind of escalate a little bit and i even said at the beginning of the season that i thought a playoff series would kind of help with that um are you guys just looking at this as sort of well you know this is just let's let's get in this is just every any other team doesn't matter if it's the lightning or is there do you feel like there's kind of a little bit of an added flavor to this series
1: I think if I were just a typical fan and not a podcaster slash writer, I'd be participating (laughs) in it more. But as somebody who tries to be more even keel with everything, me personally, I see it as, okay, this is right now, big brother in the state of Florida. And, you know, I love, by the way, I love Pat Moon's comments. I love it because I think it creates a competitive fire for the opposition. It's like, okay, I don't have an issue with it at all. I mean, of course, I'm on Twitter. You're on Twitter too, mm-hmm. and you—I've seen the fans like go back and forth, sharing memes, uh, calling yeah. each other out, and but that's the nature of Twitter. So, but of course, it can—I'm not sure how 100% reflective that is of real life, but of course, it, you live in the same state, you you play in the same mm-hmm. state, so of course, there's gonna be that, and because this is the first time ever, it's riling up for, yeah. for the fan base. That's for damn sure. And I live in a, I live in a bolts market. I live in Orlando, Florida, where the Tampa Bay lightning are well represented and yeah, they, they're, they are the, and I've spotted a few Panther fans here and there, like maybe a little bit over a handful. So I I've, and I've talked to a few that I've seen on the, in if I bump into somebody on how they're feeling about the cats and, and all, and, a lot of a lot of people are, are excited and and it's it's something that has been a long time coming and something I tweeted on the locked on panthers twitter page is the that the bolts and the panthers have only made the playoffs in the same year twice yeah. which was in ninety six the year that the cats made the cup final bolts lost in round one to Philly and then the Panthers eliminated Philly in the the second round so that denied a battle of florida and then 2016 where the florida panthers lost to the new york islanders in 6 tampa bay beat the new york islanders the very next round and that's when the tampa bay lightning lost in the conference final in 7 to pittsburgh and i guess if you want to count the stanley cup qualifier which i don't for the florida panthers as a playoff appearance because That team was not a playoff team, in my opinion. And, of course, that was the year that the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup in the Toronto bubble. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I I think it's really good for the sport. It's good for a a state that's not a traditional hockey state
0: to grow the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been trying to figure out all year long um, how it would even be possible for these two teams to play an outdoor game to where – you know they wouldn't be falling through the ice left and right, but I don't think that's. I don't really see that feasible. happening. Yeah, unfortunately, it would have to be at some neutral site, possibly maybe in Marlins Park you know. with the roof closed. <laughs> that could that could work. That could work. Um, So why don't we kind of like shift to my team uh, mm-hmm. now that we're done talking about you guys? I mean, I'm just gonna start it off before we get the questions flowing here. That it has been. Nothing short, and I'm sure Lightning fans could agree with me, it has been nothing short of a frustrating year for this Mm -hmm. team and for this fan base just because if you look at what the expectations were post-winning the Stanley Cup, uh, they were sky high. Uh, With a healthy team, this team is probably top three in the league, uh, even without Stamkos and Kucherov if everything's clicking you could even make the argument for this team still being top 5 um, it, it 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 has not been a pretty year especially against the florida panthers uh, we we the, the lightning have the worst record in the division against uh you know against you guys they only have 6 points in 8 matchups against the panthers and it's just been incredibly frustrating to play against you guys where i say, stated earlier that really it's almost surprising to a certain extent that you guys have been able to almost set the pace for the majority of the series when it comes to skating up and down the ice. Um, And that's where really, you know, I guess we could go into that with kind of a little later on with the weakness, but um, really that's what it comes down to with this team who has struggled immensely, not even this year, but also last year and, and in the playoffs to really set the stand, really set the pace of the game and really come out of the gates flying and that's something that really I could see being a huge factor and what we saw in the last couple of games I mean let's face it the lightning really didn't get things clicking until maybe the 10 minute mark in the in the second to last game of the season and then a couple of nights ago they really they they kind of flew out the gates but you you saw that they still couldn't hang with the Florida Panthers And we're going to take another pause in the action here to talk about two other of today's sponsors, one of which is Wealthfront. Wealthfront could create a portfolio of globally diversified, low cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on your preferences you control. Wealthfront could even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion in assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed by free by going to Wealthfront.com backslash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wellfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com backslash locked on NHL. Start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on and get started. Today, and let's talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get in. Into the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your cell phone to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sports experts. And now back to me and Armando. Yeah,
1: and I. It was really hard to read what John Cooper was trying to do, and especially in the last game where a lot of players were scratched, scratched like Hedman, Palat. Of course, he had Pat Maroon suspended for the season finale against Florida. And coaches emphasize health versus home ice a lot. And with you have two Stanley cup champion coaches side by side and they faced in the Cup final in 2015, where the yeah. Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning. I believe it was in five games. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so the they they know each other. That's the thing. They they really do know each other. And with I was looking at Vasilevsky's numbers versus the Florida Panthers versus everyone else, and versus everyone. I'm going to start with everyone else. Twenty nine six and one with a 2.02 goals against average, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> a 930 save percentage and five shutouts. Versus the Panthers, 2-4-0, 3.36 goals against average, and an 898 save percentage with zero shutouts. I still think he's one of the favorites, of course, to win the Vesna Trophy, uh, along with Marc-Andre Fleury, Philip Grubauer, and... Of course, Connor Hellebuck as well. That's another one, and there, it, it's crazy how how it's a flip of a switch w- when it comes to the Panthers. And I th- and I just I'm not sure whether they've figured him out, but I think there, there's a lot of confidence with the Florida Panthers against Vasilevsky on how he's played. And I, I was looking how Victor Hedman's hobbled. He's playing through a major injury, which will require surgery. McDonough's hurt. Kudrov and Stamkos are coming back, and we don't know how the chemistry when they do come back. But, of course, Stamkos returned in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final and scored a goal in six minutes of ice time. And Goudreau's out indefinitely. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, when it comes to a health perspective, it's not the best right
0: now. Yeah, Yeah, this team has, for you know, the, the year, I guess, so the last two seasons in which I've been doing this show, um, they have just immensely struggled to stay healthy. And really, John Cooper has had to adopt that next man up attitude. And I think that's where obviously a lot of hockey teams, and that's just the nature of the sport, where it comes into play where, you know, guys are going to get hurt. That's just the way it's played. Now guys, you know, it's a very physical game. So guys are going to get hurt. And that's just the way it is. And, Um, So that's why it's so so important for a team to have depth and the lightning have been blessed the last couple of seasons with depth and if you know, they've been able to go out and fill certain holes last year being Blake Coleman, uh, this year, (coughs) excuse me this year, uh, going out and making another trade uh, to fill some holes here and there to get Dennis, uh, David Savard of Columbus. Uh, So that's the really important thing. Now having said that. The issue that the Lightning have really faced coming to missing guys like Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman the last couple of games, Maroon, like you said, was suspended. The real issue lies in the fact that certain individuals on this team, they have the numbers, they've put up the stats, but what it really comes down to it, they haven't really been putting the numbers. No- they really haven't been contributing where it means the most. Uh, I stayed on the last episode, and you know this is a little tease uh, for the episode that I'll be dropping after we record this is, you know, I I really wanted to do a deep dive into Braden point uh, his season this year in which he led the team in points. He led the team in goals for the first time in his career. And the issue I had with him this year is that where are those points going? Where are those goals being scored? Because it seems like just from doing the eye test uh, from watching 56 games a season, Braden point hasn't been scoring when the lightning have needed him to really what it's come down to is the second and third line and the fourth line uh, guys like Matthew Joseph, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord have really been stepping up this year, but that's not a recipe for success. That's not a recipe for repeating his champs. And that's really what it comes down to the, for this playoff series is that really the lightning are going to need contributions all around and, like you stated from Vasilevsky, kind of struggling this year against the Panthers, he's going to need that support in front of him, not only on the offensive side of things, but as well as on the defensive side of things. So that means guys picking up the puck, guys being in the right position uh, for cross-sized passes and not letting forwards kind of slink into the the high-low slot for big opportunities, which we've seen numerous times, not only against the Panthers, but as well as every other team in the division. Uh, Most notably, the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings have owned – a little bit, I guess not completely, but they have somewhat figured out the lightning this year. And so, f- and so did the Panthers, uh, and Vasilevsky to kind of help you figure out why the Panthers have kind of, uh, been able to have so much success against him is because Vasilevsky, believe it or not, is a slow starter. Um, so he does need a lot of shots to get going, uh, to get that momentum going. And once you get enough shots on him early on, um, he's almost he's almost a, a shutout machine mm-hmm. given you know the, the five shutouts that you've seen um, but therein lies kind of the issue if Vasilevsky doesn't get help in front you know because let's face it all the great goaltenders in history while Hasek brodor they still had great defense defensemen in front of them um, they just weren't out there doing it all by themselves on a nightly basis and sometimes this team has relied on Vasilevsky to do that, which obviously hasn't worked out. Um, and it shows up in his stats. So, and that's what the Panthers have done. They've jumped on him early. And also a little bit ha- of that has to do with the fact that sometimes he's not really in the game all there mentally as we saw the other night with that easy turnover you know the trapezoid that led to a goal for the Panthers which by the way Armando I have been raving all season long that that was going to happen eventually because he has been doing that all season long where he's just been picking up the puck behind the net and just kind of been hanging out there with it as if he was just skating around and warm-ups and it finally t- turned into a goal for the opposing team so yeah just a season of frustration really lightning fans I think really almost everybody with a full healthy team minus Kucherov still expected this team to finish in first place. Obviously that didn't happen. And now you're kind of getting beat up on by your little brother uh, in the state. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure on this team going forward and it's a lot of pressure for guys like Stamkos and Kucherov to really come back and make it click right away. Because if it doesn't, if things don't really happen the way they're supposed to, once this team plays, these two teams play each other on Saturday, um, we could be talking about a very short series. Yeah. And I'm thinking that when it
1: comes to Vasilevskiy's play, one of his weaknesses is his stick handling when it comes yeah. to, and you you said it yourself that it, it was going to cost him. And he eventually did on the goal by Juho Lamico. So with, and if I, I feel like if I were a lightning fan after coming off a of Stanley cup, when it comes to a very short layoff between seasons, the you're not, you don't get as much rest time in between. And it's of, of, I'm, I'm here to say now it, it isn't an, an excuse, but it, it is a reality though. Right. that You don't get that much rest in between. And, you know, it's not, it wasn't your normal off season this year compared to the rest. I mean, of course you had the three month shutdown in be in, in between, but, you're in season there's a huge the the mindset between the two teams it between a team going a stoppage in season versus an off season is so different because of course you have turnover in between on the rosters so with Tampa Bay that that's a reality that they're coming off of that and you know if if they're if they're in third with these in even with these injuries i mean if if you're a lightning fan are you confident going in thinking that they could just turn it on i don't i don't i don't know because but one thing they do have on their side is experience
0: yeah no you're absolutely right the experience definitely plays a huge factor there and and when you mentioned turnover they're really you know they, they were lucky there really wasn't much of that minus zach bogosian who ended up going up to toronto um other than that, they they pretty much brought back the same team other than also as well as your guy, Carter Verhage, mm-hmm. uh, who, like I said, didn't really play a whole bit. So it wasn't like you were missing a really key factor. I mean, you still would love to have him coming off the bench in situations, but I mean, you, you can't you can't really pick and choose in this in this day and age, especially in the cap uh, cap uh, tight NHL. But um, yeah. It, yeah, on, go on. ahead. Yeah. I want to give Tampa Bay credit on one
1: thing on even though as a Florida Panthers fan it's it's like a clenching of the fist between how they're able to manipulate the cap with how they made like the David Savard move you got to give credit to the front yeah. office for Tampa Bay for pulling off these moves in a flat cap world they they weren't able to move Tyler Johnson this offseason yeah. that was a move that they were trying to make so the, you got to give credit to the front office for the tampa bay lightning for still finding a way in this flat cap world
0: yeah and and you got to give all the credit in the world to gm julian breeze boss who has been a fantastic who's been doing a fantastic job since taking over for stevie eiserman um and and yeah it wasn't tough trying to kind of add pieces because that's the thing that we've seen in years past, whether it's been the dynasties with the Chicago Blackhawks or the Pittsburgh Penguins or, you know, kind of teams like that kind of winning every now and then in in the Los Angeles Kings, regardless of if you're winning the cup or you're just missing out, if you're just maybe one goal away, you're still always trying to improve. And that was what Breeze boss said almost in the coming weeks after, you know, they had the parade, that crazy parade that happened in Tampa. Um, he said that we were going to continue to get better. And he showed it with bringing up guys like Matthew Joseph, who didn't play a whole ton last year. And this is really his breakout season. And he has been fantastic for this team. And that's the thing that I've really kind of almost criticized this team for not doing was dipping into their farm system because up until then, they didn't really play the young guys a whole ton. Um, I, I was more of an advocate for, um, because the the big conversation, the off season, well, who, who are the lightning going to have to deal away to kind of get rid of some of that money? Uh, Is it going to be Kalorn? Is it going to be Tyler Johnson? And I was kind of more along the lines of why don't you just try and move both of them? You're, 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 you're kind of giving away at least 10 and change um, off off the books. And then you have a bunch of talent in in Syracuse ready to come up. And why don't you give the, the young guys a chance? Because guess what? They're only going to develop so much in the minor leagues until they kind of hit their plateau. Uh, so why don't you give them some NHL experience? And guess what? Things have worked almost really well immediately with the, with this young talent at the NHL level. Mitchell Stevens, who I think that the Lightning should really play a lot more often. Uh, he has, last, last postseason, he proved that he could win the faceoffs in the big moments. And that we saw it in the cup finals numerous times, especially in, in game five. Um, So really, you know, guys like Matthew Joseph, like I just talked about, I mean, just one of the fastest players on this team, Andre on Alex Bearbouleh, who has has played, has coming along in recent weeks, uh, you know, he's only going to get better with more ice time. So the Lightning do have players that they could go to in their system, uh, even with kind of like the tight cap that they've had to maneuver around. I'm looking at cap friendly right now. The amount of no movement clauses
1: or no trade clauses yeah, that the it's, it's Lightning fun, have sure. are, I believe, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine players either have no movement clause or no trade clause on the Tampa Bay <laughs> Lightning. So that makes it a lot very difficult for yeah for to make moves for in in the flat cap world. So let's let's shift gears to how the season series. So as far as points, the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers went five, two and one against the Tampa Bay Lightning, getting 11 out of a possible 16. And just a little note for Lightning fans and Panther fans that I've, I did a little bit of calculations here against every single team, except for Carolina, the Florida Panthers have had at least 11 of 16 points against every opponent except Carolina which they got 6 against yeah. them this season. That's the only team they've really struggled against. So, what what do you expect what what do you think the season series where the Tampa Bay Lightning got 6 in this one I didn't mention that part. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is it do you think it's forecasting for something bigger in this series especially based on
0: the last series? Well, I think that we can't deny the fact that Florida is going to hundred percent be coming into this series with a ton of confidence, especially with how these last two games shaped out. Um, I believe, if I'm if I'm if I'm not correct, that the the Panthers outscored the Lightning um, nine to one in these last two games, which mm-hmm. is wild to think about. That Andre Vasilevsky played in both those games, uh, so they i i if i'm the florida panthers you're coming into this series thinking okay Stamkos and coach are coming back but let's be honest these guys haven't really played in a high game situation one of them since probably november december and the other since the since the stanley cup finals so and you have you know, the best goalie in net, let's, you, know, you said said it before Andre Vasilevsky, and I have to agree, of course, best goaltender in the league. And you're, you've owned this guy almost all season long. So if you're Alexander Barkov, you're, you're telling your guys before the games, listen, guys, we got this. And and I, that's where it really comes in to play with the lightning, having to get off to a good start, because like I, I stated before, the Lightning have struggled with really getting momentum to start the game, to really get the ball rolling, whether it's starting the game or starting periods. Because let's face it, there's been numerous games this year where they haven't really started getting things going and really doing what they're supposed to or even playing the game the right way up until maybe the 10-minute mark of the first period maybe they'll get a late goal and then it's back to square one, the start of the second period. And that's something you can't, you cannot afford to do against the Florida Panthers. So the lightning really need it. And I'm sure coach Cooper has really kind of tried to reinforce that throughout the whole season. If, if the lightning could do that, I think that, you know, we could look at this whole series and uh, this whole, season series and kind of just throw it to the side and and go back to the drawing board but if the lightning cannot learn from their past mistakes i think that this playoff series is going to go pretty much along the same lines as what we saw during the regular season and something i emphasized on the
1: show a few days ago that of course lightning fans if they don't come on to the panthers feed they're probably hearing this for the first time the home ice means so much more to the Panthers than it does to the Tampa Bay lightning by a long shot. It's yeah, absolutely. based on the, the Tampa Bay lightning are of course more than capable of winning on the road. I mean, so are the Panthers. Don't get me wrong. They, yeah. they, the the Florida Panthers won two road games in Tampa Bay this year after going like three or three or four seasons without winning a single game on the road in Emily arena. So the, the, the confidence is there also to win on, on the road as well. But in a market, a South Florida market, which hasn't seen the playoffs since 2016, and at the time they just got their hearts broken, myself included, on how that series ended. And with it being a while for, for this team being back, the Panthers can use every, any advantage that they can get, and the Florida Panthers, the BB&T Center, they're increasing capacity for the playoffs. And this sounds strange. This sounds uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about this, but they they could increase capacity to a hundred percent by the by the later rounds, and that is something that players, coaches, as far as like a home ice advantage that they are really though they'll, they'll be really behind with 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 that home crowd there supporting them
0: yeah and and i have to agree with you i think it, it definitely the the fans definitely play more of a factor uh with with the panthers you know uh, i mean the lightning really what it comes down to they're used to playing whether it's with no fans or just kind of having that on the road feeling all the time i mean Uh, players were, you know, we we, you could you don't have to go far to look online to look at an interview from whether it was the Dallas Stars or especially the the Tampa Bay Lightning, where those long playoff runs last year in Toronto in the bubble really it it was just it was probably like playing in the Twilight Zone. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: and so, whether you're playing on the road against hostile fans or you're just playing on the road with no fans, it's really not a big it's not going to be that much of a culture shock to this team, but. I would have to kind of say that um, if the Panthers kind of get off to a good start and the lightning fall behind early on, that crowd is going to definitely seem a lot louder to this team. Now kind of throwing that over to you, is there any worry for for you as not only as a a podcaster who talks about this team on a daily basis, but as someone who does root for the Panthers, do you, is there any fear there um, possibly about the moment getting too big for this team? Or do you think that coach Q is going to have somewhat of a cap on that? Now, a lot of these guys have probably not played in a playoff game before. And if they have, it's been very limited time. Um, So yeah. Is, is there any kind of fear or kind of maybe rumblings about possibly the, the moment getting too big for some players on this team? I think leadership matters a lot. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. with
1: Coach Q being a three-time Stanley Cup champion, and he was the assistant coach for the Colorado Avalanche when they defeated the Panthers in the '96 Cup final, and it's it's there. And the the core three of Ekblad, Huberdeau, and Barkov have one playoff experience ex- series. Inexperience, of course Sam Bennett who was a player that the Florida Panthers got in the trade deadline has two playoff appearances as well and Alex Wenberg also does Marcus Nudevara has Sergei Bobrovsky who who played against the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019 and they swept them that year after Tampa Bay won the President's Trophy so when at the end of the day when you drop the puck it's hockey. That's what it is. And they, they've seen each other. They're no, they know each other. They're familiar. And at at the same time, the, I think something that coach Q is going to preach is just be the team. You are that of what you were They're Of course, they're not facing a Detroit. They're not going to be facing a Columbus, a Chicago. And they, they, every team is good in the playoffs. Well, most teams, But, 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 you know, you're not, you're not playing against, crap teams so just continue to be who you are from the regular season to now and you know may the best team win and
0: yeah and 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 kind of the question i want to throw your way was was this the ideal matchup when things were still sort of shaping up for the playoffs a couple of weeks ago or were you looking at maybe a nashville or a carolina or, or maybe some other team that clearly hasn't made it in this division? Were you looking at kind of maybe the Blackhawks to try and sneak in and then maybe play against you guys? Maybe you guys could snag the first spot and be playing against those? Or or do you think this is probably the best scenario right now for the Florida Panthers? Because honestly, I would have just preferred for them, for the Lightning, to get that first spot. I would have rather, out of all the teams in the division, and I'm not saying this is that I don't think I have that the Lightning Like I don't have confidence that the lightning can play against you guys. Well, I think very well when the chips are down and and when the games really do matter, cause let's face it. Um, I think that, you know, once we realized what Florida was, what you guys really were on, uh, on ice, uh, these were just 56 warm up games to what really what was coming. And that was Mm -hmm. clearly a playoff performance. And, And I think everybody would have been shocked, including yours, truly if the lightning would have missed the playoffs. Um, But yeah, I I think I would have rather have seen the lightning play Carolina, to be honest, or at least maybe Nashville or or Chicago, just to kind of get their feet wet with Stamkos and Kucherov. Because like you said, you have we have really no idea how those how those two are really going to affect this lineup. and. Also, John Cooper is going to have to kind of shuffle a lot of guys around to where maybe some guys who haven't been only been able to play on each other's lines during practice, which let's face it, practice hasn't really been much of a factor this year with with NHL teams. I mean, a lot of what teams have had to figure out this season, I know I could Mm -hmm. say from firsthand experience with the Lightning, uh, guys like Vasilevsky and other people they've had to figure out whatever they're going through during NHL games so really and that's going to be something that's also going to be kind of in factor with the Lightning is that they're going to have to figure out how to kind of gel together on the fly in a playoff series against arguably one of the top teams in the league um so was I guess kind of going back to my question before I went on to ramble um Is this the ideal situation for Panther fans and this Panther team? Or do you think that there was a better matchup?
1: I think the better matchup was, believe it or not, with UC Soros going on a tear lately, is going up against Nashville. However, I kind of accepted that after the Florida Panthers on April 24th against the Carolina Hurricanes, where they needed a regulation win to keep up with the Carolina Hurricanes, but they got to overtime. And, you know, at the time when the Florida Panthers did win against the Carolina Hurricanes in that one where Alexander Barkov scored the game-winning goal, yeah, I said, okay, the chances of the division are over because we won in overtime, not in regulation. However, that win was very important for their confidence because at the time – at the time I was thinking we're going to see them again, but you know, you can't get to the second round until before you get to this one. So I kind of accepted at the time that the division race for the number one spot was over. And I, after that, I was starting to accept, okay, it's going to be Tampa, Florida. And it was, it, and I hearing you on locked on NHL with, Chris Maselli for for my listeners, actually, a little bit of about Adam is he's the Thursday host of Locked on AHL with Chris Maselli of Locked on Avalanche. So listen to that show on Monday through Friday. Adam jumps in on the Thursday show. So with the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, it was like, okay. I saw it like this. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. The, and it's going to be a 2-3 two, two, this whole time was always going to be a gauntlet. You wanted yeah. to avoid it because you wanted the 2-3 to beat up on each other yeah. before getting to round two. I'm not sure how much of a chance Nashville has against Carolina. I think it's going to be like Carolina in five against Nashville possibly. But yeah, and and this one could possibly go the distance, but we're not going to get to predictions
0: just yet. On right. Well, I, I mean – kind of just to piggyback on what you just said um yeah i i don't really see nashville getting past carolina i just think carolina is just playing so well right now and just everything is clicking at the right time for that team having said that uh and this goes out to the panther fans as well as my lightning fans let's all remember what happened to pittsburgh last season in the bubble with with montreal and how that turned out the how many people match up exactly how many people wrote off montreal and and how that's just kind of propel them into yet another playoff um, appearance, which I don't think any of us saw happening. Well, Chicago uh, and Edmonton too. as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was also kind of more of a, a play-in thing, kind of. I mean, granted, Montreal was too. So, but yeah, ho- that's what makes hockey a great sport is that just seeding doesn't mean really anything mm-hmm. other than home ice advantage and, unless, you know, you're going into a very, very, hostile environment whether you know this isn't this isn't two years ago in nashville where it was smashville where the building was shaking down there in nashville for 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 opposing teams or you know we're not talking about the barn out in calgary back in the back in the early 2000s when when the lightning were going on their stanley cup run and I had Jay Feast, their former GM of the Lightning on the show, saying we did not want to play, go back there and, and play those guys in the barn again out in Calgary. So I as much as, yes, like home ice advantage is kind of a thing, you know, it, it works well for you guys. I still think that, I, I don't know, I just, this tier is so weird with, with everything that's gone on. 2-3 is a great matchup. Uh, I have to agree with you. But at the same time, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, we're not one good, very good team is going to get knocked out of the playoffs super early. The winner is going to have to
1: earn it. That's for yeah, exactly. have, sure,
0: a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for how things are going to match up. Um, obviously, we'll get into more talk on I guess part two of this conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are just a very talented team. I mean, everything is clicking at the right time for all of you uh just with kind of the moves that you made at the deadline guys kind of come into their own Mackenzie Weger just having a fantastic season um and just you know having that two-headed monster in, in goal to in goal to where you know if Roboski doesn't work out early on you have Drieger waiting in the wings ready to to lace him up and go in yeah and that and that's the
1: that's a bit of an advantage that the Florida Panthers have over the Tampa Bay Lightning with with Vasilevsky versus Curtis McElhaney. And that's something we could touch on on part two of this
0: crossover edition. Yeah, the the long-awaited Florida crossover that unfortunately we're just getting to now. Uh, We definitely got to do more of these uh, going forward. All All right, guys, so...
1: Make sure to stay tuned for part two of me and Adam's conversation on this first round series between the Florida Panthers
0: and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's our concludes part one of the Locked On Panthers slash Locked On Lightning crossover. Hope you guys enjoyed it because we will have part two coming out tomorrow, prepping all you guys and girls up for the first round matchup between your Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers uh, make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast uh, if you follow us to Apple uh, go ahead and give us a great review on there if you enjoy this podcast we know you guys do because you follow you're listening to us so really appreciate it in advance as well as give us a good review five stars the whole bit uh, and go ahead to like and subscribe, you know, download all that stuff, even if you're not on there. You know, r- odyssey.com, uh, Spotify, Google Play, all all everywhere where you could find this podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us so you keep up to date on everything. And go ahead and give us a follow at LO underscore lightning on Twitter and on Instagram. Give us a follow at locked on underscore lightning so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you next week